recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, my name is Luke Ski. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> hey, Devo Spice, what are you doing? Hey, it was the show. What's going on, man? Hi, everybody. We're back. We're going to see how my bandwidth holds up. It's 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 crapping out already. I can see it. It's, it's back. All right. Um, and Luke is sick. I will let him tell that story. Yeah, going to be a good night. Um, we are here with Daniel Eric Finkel. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Going good. <laughs> I have no idea what I've gotten myself into. You really like don't. Yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> all your personalities just like exploded in like 20 seconds. <laughs> That's what happens when I go on the air. Um, and know. Insane Ian is with us. Welcome back, Ian. What? 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 It's, 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 oh, it's me. It's hi. Yes. Hello, everyone. It's I'm back. Hello. Welcome to uh, I, I switched scenes already, so it's gonna play the music again. Oh God damn it! Um, <laughs> let's let's Showing shut off the hitch. music off. And there, okay. Uh, welcome to episode six hundred and sixty-nine of the Funny Music Podcast for Thursday, April thirteenth, twenty twenty-three. The title of this week's episode is "An Entertaining Faint," and I will put that in the chat. So we can review to it, and your your challenge for the evening is to try to work that into our conversations somehow. So, let's get caught up. Oh, this is going to be good. I, I can tell. Yeah. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey. What? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, I went to uh, the convention called Dream. <coughs> Excuse me, Hack. Dream it's, Hack. It's was... called. It's called Dream. <coughs> yes, uh, 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 Dream Hack. In fact, correct, uh, uh, Mister Ian is the name of the convention, and um, yeah, uh, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, there was fun to be had, uh, and I'm very happy to say hi, Cubert. This is my cat, Cubert. In case everybody's wondering why there's a mountain of orange fuzz in, in on your screen instead of my face. So, hey, buddy. He smells the Chipotle, and he wants to be all up in everybody's <laughs> grill. Come here, you. Come here, you. Oh, I got you, boy. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, Friday of that, uh, of, of that uh, event that both myself and Kyle and Lindsay were at, um, uh, we got to go on stage and be a part of this thing where we got to play Mario Kart and um uh, uh and, and we were all booked there because of my roommate Santana who uh was basically more or less kind of the entertainment booker for the whole event. Like pretty much every every game every guest they got that wasn't specifically just about being like a video game voiceover person or whatever is, is somebody that uh you know she helped book you know, because either she knew them or she knew people who knew them, etc. Um, and so she was, you know, she was doing great. She was doing her job and all that stuff. But when it came to, like, getting on stage to do this thing, 
It's like, you know that thing where you go to a convention and you can almost immediately, this is, this is, you know, mainly aimed at Devo and Ian here, where you show up at a thing and you can almost immediately tell that somebody had like part of an idea and then either didn't follow through on figuring out the rest of that idea or they did, they just didn't communicate what the rest of that was to like anybody else involved. Are you kidding? That's my brand. <laughs> Pretty much. So, because we're all back there going like, okay, we know that, the you know, me and Kyle and Lindsay and our other friend, John Allen, who's a voiceover person, uh, we're all, like, we're all supposed to go on stage and play Mario Kart as a part of this overall creator's gauntlet tournament where, like, there's four teams with different names having to do with San Diego-related stuff, and which and each of the four teams has some kind of captain from the greater DreamHack community who's, like, known in the video gaming world for video gaming competitiveness or whatever. So, and, like, we're all being brought on, like, each of us is teaming up with one of the team's captains so that we're all competing against each other playing Mario Kart in some way. But we're all backstage still going, like, well, yeah, but how does this work? What's, you know, who's playing who? Like, how are we, are we taking turns? How is any of this working? And, like, they didn't explain it to any of us until we were on stage. And then what they ended up, what it ended up being is that the four captain people were, like, sitting on a couch, and then we were sitting in chairs behind them. And then they start playing an individual Mario Kart race, a versus race. And then whoever came in first place of that race, like, they would then switch positions with the guest person, and then the guest person would be racing, and then, uh, and then, um, you know, uh, basically every time a race would happen and whoever the first place person was, you know, they would have to switch with, you know, the guest behind them. And I guess the premise behind that is they're assuming that the guests behind them aren't as good a Mario Kart players as them. It's like, well, you don't know me, Colin Lindsay, do you? Because, <laughs> you know, each of them, so, so each of our captains ended up winning and swapping out. And there's this one lady who is, you know, like the, the, the DreamHack overall company, like the whole convention scene, like they, they come from somewhere uh, overseas. And, you know, so there's like a, an international cadre of awesomeness of the people involved running this thing. So she's like this like, I, I want to say she was Swedish. It could, it could be one of those other countries up around there. But she's into fitness. She had like a, She's like a total, you know, bodybuilder. Well, not bodybuilder, but she's total super fitness lady. She, she basically looks like the real life version of the, of the Wii Fit Avatar lady. You know, just kind of, you know, awesome. But for whatever reason, she just could not play Mario Kart with a dang. Like, that's not her, you know, wheelhouse, literally. So, <laughs> so John Allen was sitting behind her. So, for the, like, there were, there were, uh, four races done, and then there ended up being a fifth race because, um, my team captain won, which led to me getting to race, and then later on, I won another round. So then they decided, oh, let's do a fifth round, and we'll pick somebody from the audience to be, uh, to be your team's person for that thing. You know, but 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 the Swedish lady never won anything. So John Allen was brought on stage as the special guest to be involved with this thing and sat there the whole time and didn't play Mario Kart at all. Oh, <laughs> and he took it with a lot of great humor. He was basically like, Peanuts? Pe <laughs> can, I, can I get a soft pretzel? Can I get... He was like, <laughs> just doing stuff. It was... So when my team captain went to, like, pick someone from the audience, he's, like, looking in the audience and... I went up next to him and I saw that one of our friends, who was another one of Santana's uh, cosplayer friends, was booked. Um, 
our friend Mariah was dressed as a uh, female Waluigi, and she looked awesome. So it's like, oh, we got to get Lady Waluigi up here. We have to have her play. And then when she got on stage, because we were between things, we had to switch stuff out. She was able to switch the player. We were using that um, kind of rose gold peach uh, as as our racer, but then mm-hmm. she switched it out for Wal- Waluigi because, of course, she should have. But, yeah, so it was neat. Yeah. So it, it, it was neat. It was fun. And, you know, uh, I, I can, I can, I can confidently say that at no point did Kyle or Lindsay, uh, beat me. <laughs> so, awesome. which, which is the important thing for someone who and, plays Mario Kart as often as the three of you do together. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, at one point he said in response to one of my posts that he said, uh, me and Berto and I will end you. It's like, Oh, really, Carosa? I, I don't see us being ended around here. Um, but yeah, and then um, there's other stuff uh, that we'll go into on the uh, on the podcast, uh, uh, the Tunes podcast, which was recorded earlier today, which is primarily about the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is awesome, uh, and everyone should go see um, if you haven't already. Uh, but yeah, what, as soon as I got back, um, well, I got back Sunday night. I was feeling fine. Um, Monday, I, I had a day off work, and I was just basically using it to recuperate, but. Oh, as Monday went along, I just started feeling worse and worse, and I was suddenly all congested. My throat was hurting and everything. Tuesday morning, Santana, who was also feeling pretty crappy, said, hey, let's go to the urgent care. So we went to the urgent care, and they told me, oh, hey, uh, you uh, you have a, a fever of 101. Hold on, I'm going to yell very loud right now. Santana, come get the phone thingy! I admire the subtlety of that. Yes. Uh, all right, never mind. Hold on. Be right back. So uh, Luke's going to go away and answer a phone thingy. Uh, apparently he has more of a story as to exactly how sick he is. I think some people watching this may have jumped ahead a couple pages. But, uh, well, yeah. Luke's back. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we go to urgent care. They t- uh, we, we see doctors and stuff, and they're like, hey, Luke, uh, uh, you have a fever of 101 and you have bronchitis. It's like, and they did like an immediate, like quick test for flu and for COVID. And they said, no, you don't have either of those. And, uh, and they told Santana, like, hey, uh, you, you have strep throat. So here's, get a bunch of prescriptions, go home and take care of yourself and chill. So I called my, uh, uh, my boss at ease.com where I do the deliveries. And I said, hey, I need to take the next couple of days off because I have bronchitis. And he was like, okay, cool. So, uh, you know, uh, basically spent Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday feeling really crappy, trying to rest and recuperate. Today, I'm actually feeling pretty, you know, darn good and clear and lucid. Uh, and then I got a call earlier today saying, "Oh, hey, this is the urgent care place. Uh, yeah, your your uh, the further uh, testing we did came back and uh, surprise, you have COVID. So, yay! Surprise! <laughs> Anybody I, have that on their bingo card? So." Yeah, because I was kind of starting to believe for a long time there that, you know, I was just impervious to COVID. Like, that's my mutant power, you know, in the X-Men. It's like, you know, I'm impervious to having a girlfriend in COVID, but uh, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, just um, found that out, like, you know, literally a few hours ago after I recorded the podcast with Kyle. (laughs) And... uh, he tested himself. He's fine. And, for now. Uh, uh, for now. Yeah. And, and, um, and uh, uh, Santana does not have COVID. 
for now, but, you know, they've each already had it once before, so they might, you know, have some some amount of resistance to it at this point. So, so basically, I had to contact my boss at work and say, hey, um, you know, blah, blah, COVID, and he's like, okay, I'll take you off the schedule the rest of the week, and we'll see how you're doing on Monday, and I'll just be at home isolating and working on all of the awesome commission artwork that people uh, signed up for that I wasn't able to get done before DreamHack. So I'll be here with my awesome drawing board, doing awesome drawings for awesome people who ordered them. So awesome. awesome. Yes. Uh, oh, also on Saturday afternoon, I did the steps uh, I need to do to put me, my album uh, Be Amused by Me up on uh, on Songcast, so it'll go out to Spotify and iTunes and all the other places. So if it's not Yay. up there already, it'll be up there soon. Yay. So the, 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 and this is, yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about that more during the funny music news. So, yeah. I'm enjoying having Luke Ski back on uh, Spotify. <laughs> yes. It's about damn time. Yeah, really. So what have you been up to, Devo? Um, well, we, we're back hard at work on uh, working on our bathroom upstairs, which is so much fun. We ripped up the floor. We're trying to do this. You know, this, blah, 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 blah. nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I certainly don't. I, I like don't. the way that trailed off. Honestly, <laughs> I, 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 we were up there and doing the. I was, yeah. No one gives a shit. Yeah. All right, here we go. Nope. Um. So I I started the process of migrating the Fump Media server to a new host. I got all the files downloaded. I got the new host signed up. I got all the files uploaded, which surprisingly didn't take a really long time, considering I had over 100 gigs of MP3s to move around. Um, so I'm still working on that behind the scene. I have to get the website configured and then at some point do a DNS transfer. Um I have my monitor back. My right monitor's working Woo! again. I'm so excited about this. You have no idea how much I missed it. I was very concerned that there was a problem with my, my shiny new Mac, that the USB port over here was not working. And it turns out that the adapter I was using to go to the DVI input for the monitor was a mini display adapter, and apparently the M2 Max don't support mini display anymore. The adapter over here on this side is a Thunderbolt to DVI adapter. And when I hooked that one up to this side, it worked, and I went, oh. So I bought a new, like, $10 adapter, and I'm back in business. So, yay, no trips to the Apple Store for me. Um, and I bought a new projector for my stage show. I have a nice new short throw projector, and it's like 1080p, and it's really nice, and it's brighter than the one I'm currently using, and it's awesome. And now I need to take all, like, 300 videos that I have for my stage show and find the source files and re-render them at high res. That's going to be fun, because um, I don't know where most of those source files are. So... <laughs> So they might just be the little 320p videos enlarged to 1080p. That's going to look great, but that I oh, might that won't have be to... grainy or or yeah. compressed at all. That'll that'll look marvelous. Yeah, that'll, that'll so. be stellar video quality, <laughs> less than SD. <coughs> so that's enough about me, Ian. What have you been up to? Oh, you know about five eight, five oh, nine right. with the hair. Um, no, it's uh, I've been working mostly doing doing. Working between driving for Uber Eats and uh, working on various and sundry TV shows as an extra here in Chicago. I'm uh, working all next week as an extra uh, for one show for like four days. It's going to be great. Uh, I can't say 
what the show is until after or later, but you know, it's it's a very popular show that's on FX about cooking. Figure it out yourself. Uh and uh <laughs> but uh also I've been working on the normal things that I do, like the music videos and uh the reaction videos. Just recorded a new reaction for my Patreon that goes live tomorrow for Comedy Musician Reacts, where I react to new and new to me comedy music. And of course, I put out a new song last week that I've been working on for a bit. Uh, that, uh, I put out a video for as well, which was the video was super fun to make and is good and I'm happy and words are done now. Next person, please. <laughs> so yeah, Dan, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is, uh, this is a lot of fun so far. You've been sitting there going like, <laughs> what the hell did I get myself I'm into? I'm just, I'm trying to absorb it all, you know, it was, uh, trying to, it's like, learning a new language or something it's it's organized chaos around here generally yeah you guys got your own rhythm i like it though yeah it's cool so so what have you been up to uh i've just been writing a lot um that's my main uh i would say that's my main thing i do is writing in all capacities so i've been uh writing a screenplay also getting ready to write my next book and uh getting ready to do this i'm gonna start performing uh this the book music show from uh one of the songs that you guys obviously heard um i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna going to bellingham washington so if anyone happens to be out there uh like around april 30th that's the date book of fest like a big book fest out there so excellent that sounds awesome yeah 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 so, um, you posted a song. Give us a, yes, a quick, quick intro to this song, and we'll give it a listen, and then we'll talk to you about it. Well, this song is actually the finale of the show that I do for to okay. promote my book, Mister Taffel's Pants of Insanity. It's a I should should have said that right off the bat. Um, it's a sci fi psychedelic sci fi comedy satire. And uh, I wrote like a little music show, kind of a lot of hip hop, some punk rock, and uh, you know, just made it like it's like a little comedy piece musically. And so this would be the finale after you've been like mind blown. <laughs> here you are, here's the song. All right, here is "By My Book, Please" by Daniel Eric Finkel. The anticipation of the correlation between the sizzle sensation and the pants power of hypnotization is causing heart palpitations for all you freaks now in the leather pants nation. But this author has one stipulation to any further information about Mr. Taffel's insane situation. I'm not gonna tell you. You're gonna have to. Buy my book, please! Buy my book, please! Buy my book, please! Buy my book, please! Reading's fun, dog! Reading's fun, dog! Reading's fun, dog! Reading's fun, dog! Any dope vegetables! Organic vegetables! Expensive vegetables! I eat these vegetables! Every damn day! Every damn day! Every damn day! Every damn 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 day! Why don't you want to buy my book? 
Nice. All right. <laughs> and I think the stream dropped while the song was playing. <laughs> oh, perfect. So, perfect. <laughs> just what we were expecting. I'll plug the book. There it is. Ants of Insanity. As someone with the name Insane, I'm very uh, oh, yeah. I'm glad to hear of that. Yeah, you have to have a copy. Absolutely. But uh, honestly, the book's been doing great. I'm really happy. It's my debut novel. I've been nominated for awards, and I've won some. I'm, that's why I'm going up to Bellingham. To It's this uh, award called the Mark Twain Satire and Comedy Writing Award or something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It's been really cool. So I'm, you know, I'm all all guns are blazing on promotion. That's why I'm doing this. And uh, you know, I've been in a lot of bands in the past where they were like theatrical and comedy, kind of, you know, in that direction. Yeah. Uh, so this that was kind of using all those skills to kind of like how could I do that to kind of promote the book? And here we are. You know, that's awesome. So is this is this sort of like a rock opera adaptation of the book, or is it? It's 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 not really because the the whole show is like less than twenty minutes, you know. Okay, um, fair. But it's fair. like I basically take them through the book, like with little vignettes. You know, I start setting up like the, this is the character, blah blah, in a funny way, and then I go into the song. You can kind of follow along, sort of, you know. And then Very so cool. it's like three songs, basically an intro and that outro, and you know. Um, and I love this as an outro. I absolutely love this this whole idea of. Ending your song with a plug like this—it's fantastic. I may have to steal this idea and write a song about <laughs> about buying shit that's, at my merch that's table. That's flat. <laughs> that's the best flattery there could be. Right? Absolutely, yeah. So it's like I have a mannequin from the book. So it's like me and this mannequin. I'm wearing the pants are leather pants, so I've got leather pants. You know, uh, I got a little kazoo solo. You know, As you see someone rapping about their book. You're gonna buy the book if you're gonna right. Buy the book, probably. Yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. So I'm look to sell this book. I'll wear leather pants. I'll fucking start rapping. I don't. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'll wear leather pants to sell this book. Yeah, that's just the best statement ever. <laughs> it's uh, it's up there. Yeah, you're right. It's a <laughs> solid pitch. I'll wear leather pants to sell this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So what is the what is the book about? Like, is there a story to it, or or is it? Like yeah, a, a no, there is a, there is or? a definite story. Um, basically, our our lead character, Mister Taffel. Um, well, th- let me set it up this way: there's a secret world um, under the streets of downtown and behind the walls um, that was created by this radically experimental artist using alien technology with unlimited funds. Right? Nice. In order to gain access into the, this world, you must be given the secret password psychically. That is until this salesman who has no self esteem is, you know, had his girlfriend dump him, is trying to like make it in this sales cult, high tech sales cult, falling on his face, decides he's going to buy these leather pants to wear to this convention because he thinks it'll be cool. But really, the pants are making him because they're they have they're cursed in such a way that they're like magnets to the freaks of the freaks of the world. So of course they bring him right into the secret world, 
and that's he's got to figure out a way to get out he's you know there's a whole adventure surreal it's very salvador dolly it's you know it's very trippy and funny and um yeah i'm, I'm excited that sounds really cool thank you man like that sounds like Thanks right up my me. alley i need, need to look into this yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. I, my brand of of insanity. So yeah, no, it was uh, it was almost made into a movie a long time ago. It was one of my initial screenplays because that's what I do mostly. I'm a screenplay writer. Oh, cool. And uh, but it was like an R rated kind of more like something about Mary ish humor, All sort right. of. <laughs> Nothing wrong but with like that. It, yeah, it mutated over the years. Like I have a lot of projects that just like they pop back and you. Do another rewrite and you have an opportunity to try to do something, you know, kind of mm-hmm. deal. So, um, this was basically, um, you know, it was almost made at new line with these, this like young, hot director at the time. They thought, you know, all this whole thing never happened. And I had a chance to rewrite it for Disney. Maybe I, I knew a contact that was like this big shot producer on the Disney lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to change it to Mr. Toad's wild ride. i saw this vision in my mind it was stupid but there was like a nick cage movie where it was like they were doing the what's the sorcerer's apprentice so it was kind of like that where they were humans but it was sort of taking so i kind of used that as my model and sort of tried to change it but i just went so i really leaned in towards like the alice in wonderland secret world magical qualities and just kind of so when i was deciding what i was going to write for my first book i was like I'll pick that one because, you know, everyone wants to read a new Alice in Wonderland, uh, Willy Wonka, but with more like satirical humor, like a Kurt Vonnegut or something like that. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the pandemic hit. I'm the I'm the dude that wrote his first book during the pandemic. Guy. Mm. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. it's time to write my novel. So that's what I did. Some people I did. were baking bread. You were writing novels. I get it. I did. That's what happened, man. I know I I know I wouldn't have written it with if if that all thing didn't happen. So as with all bad shit, there's always some good shit on the other side of that. So that was some definite positive stuff that happened to me out of that break. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, thank so you. I love what you guys do here. Thank like, you. I'm so <laughs> I like found you guys because I, I think it's such a good site. Oh. I love. Uh, I'm amazed by the quality of like people doing like comedy and parody songs and stuff. Really we have we have a lot of talented artists, you know, associated yeah, so with us. We have, we have a really lot of feel, artists. Yeah, we have a lot of artists. <laughs> I feel really blessed that you guys picked me. I mean, my song because I, I mean, hearing everyone's stuff, I'm like, okay, this is like, you know, yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah, well, well, welcome to the fold. Yes, <laughs> yes we're us, all about one of us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. I I am. I'm being. I am definitely uh, engaged. (laughs) Ah, yes. The indoctrination begins. Yeah, I love. I love cults. I'm into them. Sweet, Luke. You were gonna say. Yes, we are all about uh, walking up to the edge of the abyss and screaming. Comedy music is a legitimate form of entertainment, and then nothing comes back. The abyss has no echo. It's very, very uh, adverse to us. And... Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it usually results in an entertaining faint. <laughs> Look at that! He used his own phrase! There you go. 
<laughs> See, I, I just really thought Luke the was setting it up. Over t- <laughs> what was that, Debo? I really thought Luke was setting it up. I thought he was going to say it, so I was hovering over the button. <laughs> <laughs> and and Luke, you were about to say, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna, I'm, I'm just assuming at some point my illness will overtake me and I'll fall over, and then that in and of itself will be an entertaining feint, which would qualify... <laughs> There you go. I, I kept picturing myself playing basketball and juking to the left and right, but that's a different spelling of faint, so it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> uh, if it were parental floss, it would be an entertaining taint. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, Dan, where so are you like, from? Um, well, I live in Highland Park now. I've lived to. I've lived in Los Angeles. Uh, definitely over 20 something years okay so i've been i've been out here a while um i came from arizona i grew up in arizona so that's not too far but it's definitely far it's far you know so scottsdale arizona after college did europe for a while then came out here to work in the entertainment business i didn't know what i wanted to do i was gonna uh, say you're part of the entire like entertainment complex out there (laughs) <laughs> what, what 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 complex what? the entertainment complex <laughs> well you said you're a screenwriter right oh yeah 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 so um but weirdly music was just like the last thing i would have ever thought i could do like get into i just i love me i'm a music freak but i'm not i never thought i'd be able to be in a band but one of my friends that i started uh, i became roommates with was starting a band and he was like you got to be the sidekick i need a sidekick <laughs> you know so i was like all right and uh because he knew i just like i was kind of crazy and like whatever you're Um, his flavor flav so yeah basically i was gonna be like a psychedelic rock flavor flav okay so he was like it's better it's better than being the guy who dances on stage for the mighty mighty boss stones no no i yeah i had parts and stuff it actually became kind of big what happened was for the first gig he's like i'm gonna be a farmer and you're going to be the cow. <laughs> that was the vision. <laughs> I come out there and I'm just going to be like, and then he didn't dress up as a farmer. So I was just had the cow thing to wear. <laughs> so I was like alone. So I became, my nickname became the mad cow. Nice. And that band became, it was called the serotonins and it became pretty big um, for a while, like not record deal or anything like that. But we were like in the burning man scene, we were playing, you know, big shows and, famous people were into it you know it was the whole thing so what were you doing as the cow just dancing well i started writing the some of the hooks i found that like i was actually you know because i love music so much and i was creative i was actually and then i started writing some raps with him and then i so i had like little bit parts i'd have spoken word parts sometimes i'd just be with the shaker singing backup you know but like but i was kind of became like you know how flavor flav is like the of public enemy he's the star yeah. because he's, just, he's not that sort of became me in a lot of ways i was like the where's the cow the fucking cow that goes crazy you know because I'd, I'd go i'd lose my shit that was like i'm like what else am i gonna do I, I gotta like be the guy that makes everyone go crazy i guess um just be honest with that and so that happened so that became kind of a you know like it was i was positive we were gonna you know so it was i've never been so hurt by any any person or anything in my life any breakup than when that band <laughs> dissolved because i was i was in a cult i was positive we were gonna be like some big thing it was just yeah ha- everything just kept happening and happening and happening and then it just 
blew up. But then I formed another band called the Warlords of Rock and Roll Thunder and Lightning, and that was awesome. <laughs> was that, wait, wait, wait. Is that like an '80s hair metal band? Because that sounds it, like. See, the craziest thing about it is we didn't we didn't have a guitar player. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sure. Why not? Right. It was eight string bass. Draw crazy great drummer, big monster drummer, and then um like this MC that could also play like dope keyboards, but he wasn't like necessarily <laughs> you know, piano pian, penis penis? Ooh. Um, Close enough. So it was that was you know, we're still pl- we still every blue moon get back together and play a show, but like it's you know, we, we did that for a long time. And I also did like this comedy hip hop thing uh called Mexican Pharmacy. That's kind of where this book idea came from because during that Mexican farm I was like my my alias was Hunter S hip hop. So I pretended like I was like Hunter S. Thompson and I was like, you know, like the hip hop version. <laughs> it was like and he was gonzo. Okay. So perfect. Yeah. We didn't really take it very far. We made a couple albums. So we didn't we didn't play many shows or anything. Um but a couple of the song more than a couple for the I wrote like some of my screenplays raps. That was like I was so I was like, okay, it was like a challenge. Like, how can you like pitch your screenplay in different ways as like doing raps? So I, that was kind of how the book idea kind of came to after I was like, maybe I'll do one. I was living in Portland um, with a friend of mine. I took time out during the pandemic, like six, six months to live in Portland in my friend's house. And I just put my shit in storage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked on the book like another draft of the book. And then he happened to be a musician. And when I told him the idea, he's like, we're going to do it. You know? So we ended up, I ended up writing these raps and then he are kind of helped me. He, he basically, uh, out, you know, um, we basically just got him together on drums. And then another friend of mine was a producer who made music that just ended up putting all the music on it. So it was such a weird, it started like my, th- I, I wrote all the raps to other beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then my other friend took it, kind of made it into like drum songs. And then this other guy took it and make, finished it. So it was really a unique creative pass off, like just organically. It wasn't like there was no plan. And these are all the songs you put into the show based on the book. Yeah. These are all. So basically for the show, I have like, there's an EP. You can under my name, Daniel Eric Finkel. If anyone wants to listen, you can listen to the EP. We recorded it in one day, of course, you know, all the vocals in one day, as, as you do when you have no money. <laughs> right. Um, but a pretty good studio, you know. And uh, um, so, yeah, so what, 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 what the hell was I just saying? I don't even remember. <laughs> the show, okay. the songs for the show oh. about the... Oh, so <clears throat> basically we took off the vocals for the show except we left the sound effects in so it's really funny so i'm basically doing this karaoke version of it you know oh that, like that, that, just, that's how we all perform when we perform too because none oh, of so us are in band yeah yeah, yeah. Us are okay. in band, so we just have an mp3 player with our backing tracks on it yeah right and- i'd love to play a show if there's ever like one of those like comedy shows like i'd love to do this mm. oh we do have we do may have something coming up yes Steve oh, well yeah. put me in i want to play man i want to do <laughs> we, my show we, we have- <laughs> can can you make it to ohio <laughs> where ohio i don't know you never know i love traveling around Fun. Awesome, you know, yeah. 
All right. So do you have anything you'd like to plug? Well, again, I'm going to hold it up for the third time. This is my new, this is my book. It's, you can get it on Amazon. Um, and, uh, I'd love if you, anyone would read it and give a review. I'm going to do, um, the audio book in a couple months. I was just going to ask if it was on Audible because I have, I have a subscription. Not yet. I'm going to do it. Basically, I'm going to this contest. I'm seeing like all, and then I'm going to rebrand the book with all these fancy ribbons and then like, uh, you know, do the Audible and like kind of remarket it. So that's kind of the plan for now. But, uh, so yeah, just any opportunity I have to get on here, I so appreciate it, you guys. Um, this was great, you know. Uh, and Luke, thank you. I met Luke, so yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Did he give you COVID? I had it there too, though. You know, <laughs> okay. I've had the gold COVID. I got it. It was great. I didn't have to work. They paid sort of. <laughs> you know, it was cool. Like I was like, okay, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't feeling that bad. I got to eat soup. I love soup. There you go. I'm literally clicking on things of soup on Instacart so I can have (laughs) soup brought to me. So I that's the only time I've ever used Instacart too. (laughs) And I I was like so lost. She's I'd like, what do you mean you're out of that? She kept calling me. You know, I'm like, ah, it's too much pressure. I don't know if I want the other (laughs) brand thing. I don't just make make a decision for me. You know. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, thank you guys. Awesome, um, thank you. No problem. So uh, we're going to move on to news and interviewing Ian and stuff. You're welcome to stick around if you'd like. You're welcome to take off if you have better things to do. Um, I kind of need to to bounce to do a few things, but again, thank all right. you guys, and I, I love what you're doing. All right, well, thanks well, so much thanks for joining for, us. Yeah, yeah please. Submitting to the site. Yeah, please submit more funny songs when you have them. Yep. So, yeah. I will. I will. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Awesome. Take See care. Ya. See ya. <laughs> this is the funk. Inclusion over isolation. ABC. It's all about democracy. ABC. Exposing the GOP. Yeah. See a couple of dogs with more love than they have got. When they see us holding hands, they wish that they were geeks in love. And when they hear our favorite bands, they The Funny Music Project at thefunk.com. T H E F U M P.com. Oh, the big five oh, it hits you like a bomb. Your libido is waning and your memory is gone. You can well not say goodbye to get up and go. How do you welcome to the big five oh? Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, the Logan Whitehurst Indiegogo for Your Friend Logan is up to $11,565 with 11 days left to reach their $21,000 goal. So if you haven't already checked this out, go to Indiegogo.com and search for my, uh, sorry, Your Friend Logan, not My Friend Logan, Your Friend Logan, and uh, help them out. Yeah, do the thing. It's important. Yes. And uh, Weird Al will be appearing at a live screening of Weird the Al Yankovic Story at Dynasty Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, California on April 23rd. This is a benefit uh, for 
Good Deed Corp's Impactful Texas Turnout Campaign, uh, which is registering to inspire young people to vote while eliminating all barriers to casting a ballot in Texas Rio Grande Valley. Uh, tickets are $100 for general admission and $250 for the VIP, which gets you a dinner and a meet and greet with Al. Film starts at, or open doors open at 6.30. The film starts at 7.30, followed by a Q&A with Al. This is April 23rd at the, yeah, I lost it, the Dynasty Typewriter Theater in Los Angeles. And I don't have a link for tickets. I thought I did. But, it's probably um, on the Dynasty Typewriter website. Probably on the Dynasty Typewriter website, so you can go to it for that. Um, that's all the news I got. You guys got anything? Uh, I wanted to uh, put this out there to both the two of you and to everybody out there, because, um, uh, okay, so, as I have mentioned before, I am putting out all of my previous albums on Spotify and uh iTunes and all the other places, uh, doing one every two weeks. Basically, every time I get another paycheck, I'm going to take the time to do the thing. Um, so, uh, I, I kind of looked at my calendar and I saw, like, okay, by the time it gets to be August, that means all of the stuff will be up. Um, uh, one side note of this is I'm trying to figure out what to do about... Um, the Psychopopery collection, because that's basically a collection of stuff from my first two albums, which were all recorded, uh, you know, they aren't the best recordings, uh, <laughs> you know, they, I mean, I don't want to have them all lost to, uh, it's like, okay, so there's the Psychopopery thing, which basically represents my first two albums, then there's What a Ripoff Volumes 1, 2, and 3, uh, there is the bonus tracks I made for the Greatest Hits Volume 1 album, uh, there's, um, the, uh, Worst Tribute Ever, uh, album. Uh, basically, I don't want to put, I don't want to pay $20 and go through all the effort of putting all of these individual albums up on the rest of those things. I mean, they're on Bandcamp, and I've decided I'm going to keep them on Bandcamp as they are. And the reason why I decided that is because I went to... When I posted Fourth Grade Talent Show up there, I went to like, okay, well, now I can take all the individual versions of the songs down. And then when I went to do that, it said, oh, if I take these down, it's going to remove these tracks from the collections of, like, people who already bought them. And I'm like, so, like, if they hadn't, if they bought them but they hadn't downloaded them, then they would just, like, lose their access to them forever. And I'm like, well, that's a bunch of crap, you know, that, yeah. you know, so I don't want to, so, I, I mean. those private. Well, I mean, yeah, same, I mean, same thing. It was just basically, I don't know. I just kind of felt weird about the notion of, like, if somebody bought one of these albums and I made it private and then they wanted to download it later and they wouldn't be able to or something, I just kind of figured, okay, fine, I'll leave, all, all the stuff that's on Bandcamp, I'll leave on Bandcamp. But as far as all the stuff I'm shuttling over to uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff, I don't want to put all those albums I had just mentioned, you know, in their full versions out there because I don't think it's like necessary. It's not going to like help my career or whatever, but for the purposes of, you know, having, you know, representation of all the stuff that the fans like the most and that I think is the most significant, etc. I want to put something out that contains this stuff. And I also noticed, um, some other rules like on Songcast, like the albums have to be like 40 tracks or less. So I'm trying to figure out how I want to divide this material up. And that's something I'll have to kind of mostly figure out on my own between now and when it gets to be about July when I'm going to have to figure out how I want to go about doing this. So 
you know, that's one thing I got to contend with. But the main thing I wanted to put out to you guys and ask your help with is, uh, back in the year, uh, 2020, I believe it was, when the last time I did the, uh, the Lukeski Top 50 poll, basically I created a, a, you know, I created the poll on SurveyMonkey and I just put all the, as I had always done in the past, be like, just go to my social media and just blast it everywhere like, hey, here's the link. Hey, go vote on the poll. Hey, everyone, I'd like to try to get as many people as I can voting on the poll. Just go to here and like, you know, if it's a song of yours that you consider a personal favorite, just, you know, click on the little, you know, dot thingy and, you know, you can pick as many as you want. Just try to have some amount of, uh, of um, you know, <laughs> dis- discerning between what songs you 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 personally like a lot and the other ones are just kind of like, eh, whatever. So in the years past, I've always gotten about 50 people at least that have, you know, done that. And, you know, I've been satisfied generally with how the whole thing went. Last time in 2020, somebody decided to troll me. And I could take a guess as to who it is, uh, you know, um, if thinking about like, you know, the handful of our friends who are, you know, uh, uh, Weisenheimers, to put it politely. Somebody went and repeatedly for days upon end would vote for the song I Kissed a Squirrel, um, which is, you know, a fine song that had its time, you know, back in my early days of goofing around. And it had its, you know, it, it was a, a song based on an inside joke that me and my brothers and my friends improvise, you know, did in our little improv video R-rated sketches. And, you know, it's it's on the... uh the Psycho Potpourri collection, but it's not something I would hold up as like an important song in my career. But whoever it is kept either going in and only voting for I Kissed a Squirrel repeatedly or voting for that and like a handful of other random songs just to make sure that, you know, whatever, you know, the other top songs that were getting, you know, requests like Grease Wars and Still Like a Hobbit and When You Wish by a Death Star, that I Kissed a Squirrel was coming out as the most you know, voted on thing. So I had to keep going into the survey monkey results and looking through, cause, you know, you, the people weren't putting in like their email addresses to identify who they were or whatever. It was just a mass, you know, dumping of people doing things. So I had to go through and see who was all voting for it. And basically, if it, if it seemed like it was somebody that was, you know, just voting for, I guess the squirrel or voting for I guess the squirrel and a handful of other random songs. I had to eliminate them from the poll because it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let you jerk me around and, and screw up this poll. It's important to me. It's like, sorry, you know, forgive me for actually giving a fuck about, you know, me and my songs and my fans and, you know, what people like, because I actually use that information to help me figure out set lists and other things that have to do with my, you know, career. So who, you know, so whoever did that, ha ha, you're very fucking clever, but fuck you, you know? So, um, you know, so the person who did that can either admit it to me, uh, so that I know that it's them and that, you know, they can promise that they're not going to fucking do anything like that ever again. Uh, or I can do something else, which is, uh, figure out another way to do this poll where I basically have people sign up for it in advance so that everybody has an individual email address so that like, okay, here's the poll to the however many people I can get signed up for it to this number of people. Here's everyone taking the poll and then I can get everyone's answers from each individual person so that nobody has the ability to fuck with my poll just to piss me off. You so, can always do it the way that we do the Logan Awards and do it through Google. Doesn't, doesn't SurveyMonkey limit, like give you the option to restrict IP addresses so they can only vote once? Uh, 
They they probably do. I mean, uh, at some point, SurveyMonkey went from being basically a free website to having like a paid subscription level. And oh, I know that the yeah. last time I went to do the poll, I suddenly realized like, oh, I have to like group some of my albums together because they're only allowing ten questions per each poll if you're getting the free version. So maybe I'll so e- either I'll do it on Google or maybe I'll you know just you know pay for an extra pay for a couple of months to get the you know paid version of 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 survey monkey so that i can set the restrictions so it's like you enter in an email address you know that's you know because i also don't want to end up in a situation where whoever this is decides to just create a whole bunch of dummy stock puppet email addresses just to screw with me you know yeah i mean the ip address is not foolproof either i mean you can spoof your ip address fairly easily but it's something so yeah so basically you know uh this whole process of me putting the songs on um on, on Spotify every two weeks and then me reminding everyone and letting them know like, hey, this is all up on Spotify now. Go listen to the album so that, you know, not only do people have plenty of time to listen to and re-listen to the newest album, Needlessly Meta, and get all those songs, you know, firmly entrenched in their heads, you know, they can kind of, over the next few months, kind of take a walk down memory lane every couple of weeks and re-listen to one of my old albums so that by the time by the time the poll gets here, they'll have, you know, a good idea of what tracks they would want to pick and Help pick who will be on the top this time around. So, so that's the thing. If anybody out there listening wants to leave some feedback uh, on a future, you know, on next week's podcast or whatever, to s- tell me what you think about all of this, uh, just let me know. Um, and and that is the thing I had to say about the stuff. Um, word. <laughs> all right, Ian. You had anything before tour dates? Uh, smart and proof lobster cabinets on Spotify now. Hooray! Yay! All right, tour dates. On Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird, although probably not while he's on the road doing house concerts. On Mondays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtualcomedyshow.com. Also don't know if that's still happening while he's away. And bandwidth is down to 89. Ooh, ooh come on, creep back up. Keep, keep, give, me, give me, There we go. On the 15th in Branchburg, New Jersey, Carla Ulbrich. On the 19th in Canyonville, Oregon, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. <laughs> On the 19th in Pittston, Pittston, Pennsylvania, Carla Ulbrich. On the 20th in Beach City, Ohio, Toby Danger. And on the 22nd in Glen Allen, Virginia, Devo Spice. That is RavenCon. Uh, I actually have doing a lot at RavenCon. I finally got my schedule. I'm doing one song during opening ceremonies on Friday night. On Saturday at noon, I have a concert. Saturday night at 11, I have a concert. Sunday afternoon at 2, I have a concert. I got a lot of concerts coming up. So that's why I got a lot of videos to convert to 1080p in the next week, and we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, birthdays coming up on the 16th. Dino Mike. Happy birthday, Mike. <coughs> also Woo! happens to be my wife's birthday. My wife will be turning 50 on Sunday. So happy birthday, Jen. Yay! She doesn't happy listen birthday, to this show. Jen. She doesn't care. <laughs> all right ian uh, what you posted a song oh that's right yeah i did yeah give us a quick intro oh wait 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 for the bandwidth to recover it's down to 70 it's creeping back up there we go okay okay so uh brief introduction to a song uh this song is not written by me it is now in the public domain and i posted it in time for the author's birthday. Hooray. All right. Here is 
Poisoning Pigeons in the Park by Insane Ian. Now, the video has an intro with words. So should I read them or just let there be silence? You can let there be the quick silence. It's only three seconds. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Rock, 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 rock. <laughs> Yay! It does. That song rocks. Yes, indeed. That is all 100% thanks to Ben Stahl. I, uh, I, I, I was driving around listening to Tom Lehrer albums while I was delivering uh, about a year ago, and I was like, man, uh, th- this stuff is great, and we should get the funk together to do a tribute album. And I want to do Pigeons <laughs> and uh, the song. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, I wanted I want to cover poisoning pigeons in the park. And then uh, later, Tom Lehrer in November put all his songs in the public domain, and I went, "Sweet, now's the time." Uh, so I I pitched the idea to Ben. I was like, "Hey Ben, I want to do a cover of poisoning pigeons in the park, but I want to do it punk style." And he went, "Okay, I'm going to take that idea and run with it." And he came up with the arrangement completely himself. Uh, he he did. A, he gave me. A, he sent me a demo of it. That is him doing the entire, doing the whole song. Mm-hmm. Uh, him doing the lead vocals too, and uh, just to hear how the arrangement would go and everything. And uh, man, I, I was like, I don't know if I can live up to the version that you sent me. This is fantastic. Uh, but one hundred percent credit to to Ben for the arrangement on this one. And uh, because things were in the public domain, I was like, hey. That we definitely should get the fump together to do a tribute album for Tom Lehrer. So I pitched the idea to to Devo and Luke a couple well m- m- months ago, I think, uh, when I was on the Fumpcast last. And now apparently that's going to be a thing. It is absolutely going to be a thing. We we were we were starting. We we had forgotten to mention it, and then kind of mentioned it when I performed this song at the SmackDown at MarsCon <laughs> in March. 
Yeah, my original SmackDown song was also going to be a Tom Lehrer song, uh, but I, I ran out of... <laughs> I had the backing track, and I was going to kind of come up with uh, some new additional lyrics for it, and I just kind of ran out of time, and then also uh, uh, the... the, the <laughs> You know, reality decided to step in and be like, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, have Napoleon the Fourteenth die on you there." And it's like, "Well, I'll just perform the They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, instead, because somebody needs to." Um, yeah, but also at that same SmackDown, didn't uh, I believe it was uh, Robbie Ellis performed uh, Werner von Braun? Yes, uh, by Tom Lehrer. So, yep. So yeah, and and Steve Goody did the elements on accordion during his set, which was impressive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, there was there's quite a few Tom Lehrer and Tom Lehrer adjacent songs during the SmackDown, and I went, okay, well, I got permission from Debo to announce this. We're doing a Tom Lehrer tribute album called "The Fump Desecrates Tom Lehrer," and uh, we're very excited that I came up with the idea and gave it to Debo, and he just freaking ran with it. I'm like, cool, I don't, I, <laughs> my, my my work is done. I recorded my song and had the idea, and you do all the work now. Hooray! Yeah, that's kind of what happens. I do all the work. <laughs> that's how things work around here <laughs> see and usually and usually i'm the one that comes with the ideas and then you know somebody else does all the work this time i didn't even have to do that so i just like, got yeah. to sit back there like i have produced four different tribute albums i think passing the work along to somebody else for once is fine by me yeah i have like i i started out producing stuff for, for tribute albums. I was on the first Weird Al tribute album, Prosthetic Lips, but I didn't produce that. But because that one came out, I was like, I have an idea to do this for the presidency of the United States of America, the band. They had just broken up in 98, so I produced a tribute album to them same way that fans submitted stuff. And then I did the second Weird Al tribute album. And then I did a tribute album to Chris Ballou of the presidency of the United States of America and all his solo work and stuff like that that he's done with other bands. And then a couple of years ago, I did the NSP tribute album for their 10-year anniversary. So I've, I've, I kind of cut my teeth on doing tribute albums and producing them for different acts in the comedy music scope and realm. And uh, this this seemed like a good idea and this seemed like the fun thing to do. And you decided, I'm not doing any more work. Let Devo do it. Well, I was fully prepared to do the work, but as soon as I gave you the idea, you ran off and did work, and I went, oh, well, I guess my job is done. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. It's fine. <laughs> well, Luke actually did the hard work of compiling all of Tom's songs into a spreadsheet with like what song is on what album and how long it is and all all that stuff. So, <coughs> and and we're using that to keep track of who is doing what song. So, it's very convenient and yes, good good work there. But uh, yeah, uh, we uh, we got that coming, and uh, also this song is available on my new. Uh, my fifth B-side collection called Smarm Proof Lobster Cabinet, which I've been releasing songs from here on the Thump as of late, and this was the next one. And I wanted to, I, I really wanted to have it out in time for Tom Lehrer's 95th birthday, which was April 9th, which was also Easter. Yes. Uh, so what, what other great way to celebrate the resurrection of Christ than by killing flying rats? Sure, it works. Yeah, sure. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Ben shot uh, himself performing the the music in the in the video. He shot uh, the people on the 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 
watching it on Twitch, got to see the music video uh, while the song played. Uh, there, there's a shot of him playing bass and a shot of him playing guitar. He's wearing the same outfit in all three shots, but he shot, <coughs> he filmed himself playing bass in the exact same angle and the exact same outfit as he's playing guitar. So it didn't look different when I looked at those. So I had to flip the shot of him playing guitar so he's facing the other direction. So that's that's something in the video there. And I filmed myself outside my backyard, which kind of looked like a park. Yeah. And then filling things out with free royalty-free stock footage of pigeons, uh, which was fun. <laughs> I've been I, I like finding free royalty royalty-free uh, stock footage stuff now. Uh, for videos because I did that for unhealthy and now I did it for this. So you could have gone to one of those AI video generators and said, "Hey, make me a video of poisoning pigeons and seeing what they get." You know, you. Uh, MC Frontlot did that for one of his songs recently, about about maybe a couple months ago. But you have to generate like each line of lyrics. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So like. So like here's what here's the image that comes that gets generated from this line of the lyric or here's the I don't think it's a thing that generates the entire video for the entire span of the song or something like that. So. Yeah, they'll get there. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what else is going on with you? Uh, you know, same old same old. I am still working on that BioShock EP. I'm still working on uh various and sundry other musics. There is a song that uh I am needed to provide lyrics for that I have not had a chance to do so, which I'm working on currently. <laughs> I know what uh, you're talking that, about. <laughs> you know exactly what song I'm talking about because yes. you're a part of it. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so I'm. that's the next thing that is probably happening with me. If not, uh, you know, I am working on a lot of music videos right now as well. Uh, I have an animator working on a small section for a music video for... I bet I can eat more waffles than you. Oh, cool! Um, so I, I have uh, I have that in the pipeline right now. Uh, I'm trying to raise funds for a full animated video for uh, I am the Video Game Boy. Both of these songs being on <laughs> Illinois. Um, <coughs> but uh, I I, uh, I I might do a fundraiser for that. I'm not sure. Just various working on various uh, songs. I kind of want to do an entire visual album for Illinois. The album came out in 2021. It's 2023 now. I have videos for most of the songs. I want to do videos for all the songs, and I think I'm going to try to get together a, a visual album for that and to, to finish out the few songs that don't have videos. And uh, I think that's going to be a good time and, you know, working slowly on things of that nature and also just doing my usual video stuff that I do every month at my Patreon. Actually, every week at my Patreon, because I do weekly videos where I react to comedy music, and, uh, you know, whenever I do a new song, Patreon gets it before anybody else, so if you want to get that stuff early, that's patreon.com slash insaneian, and uh, there are several different tiers that get different perks and stuff like that, but for the most part, anybody who contributes to my Patreon gets their name in the credits of every video that I do when I remember to put credits on it. <laughs> but for the most part, I do. I, Unhealthy didn't have credits for whatever reason. I completely forgot it. But but uh, Poisoning Pigeons has credits at the end, and, and all the patrons are listed there. And uh, every video that I do weekly has the Patreon credits in it and whatnot. So get to see your name in one of my videos if that's a appealing to you for some reason uh and uh you know get my music ahead of time my videos 
all sorts of other cool stuff. Sometimes I do commentaries, I do Patreon exclusive uh, reactions, and uh, that takes up a lot of my time nowadays, which is working on stuff for Patreon for my uh, wonderful backers and patrons. Nice, excellent. All right. Um, well, you just plugged Patreon. Do you have anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, uh, insaneian.bandcamp.com is where you can get all sorts of uh, Insane Ian music, including my brand new album, my fifth B-side collection, that is Luke humming there into the microphone that we can hear. Uh, and uh, it is called Smarm Proof Lobster Cabinet. It is available on Bandcamp. You can even get physical CDs of it from my Bandcamp. And if you're afraid of physical media and only want to stream things or download them, not only is it on Bandcamp, but it's on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube Music, uh, all sorts of wealth of, of things. I'm sure it's on Deezer or Rhapsody or any of these other things that nobody remembers the fucking name of anymore. And uh, also, I have merch. Uh, something I don't talk about too much, but I have a merch uh, website called insaneian.myspreadshop.com, and I have t-shirts and hats, and it's linked on my YouTube videos. You can see a listing of like some of the top products of the. There's the Insanean t-shirts and and logo hats and stuff. Uh, sometimes it's featuring the logos from Illinois. Sometimes it's featuring my Run DMC logo. Uh, it's got the bean from the Illinois cover uh, and uh, various and sundry other things. The Castlevania logo is there. You can get that on hats, t-shirts, mugs, whatever. I'm looking uh, now. Also, I love that Castlevania logo. I may need to pick up one of those. Yeah, uh, the Corey Corey Kramer who did the Wonder Ween- who does the Wonder Weenies. Uh, webcomic, uh, designed that logo for me. It's awesome. Uh, did that for Illinois for when I did the Castlevania song, Dungeon Castlevania. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so all sorts of cool stuff like that. You can check that out again at insaneian.myspreadshop.com. And, uh, of course, or you can go to my YouTube channel and underneath all of my videos, uh, in uh, right by the description bar is a link to, uh, my merch and stuff. All right. So, uh, let's do more stuff. We actually have a third song this week, and I have a pre recorded interview with Joe J. Thomas. I forgot to mention that earlier, so yay. All right, let's do this. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback. Alvarant. 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 Alvarant wrote, If you haven't heard, the misbehaven mavens are breaking up to pursue individual projects. They are a great group, and I hope we'll hear from them in the future. They're doing two farewell concerts in the East. They will be missed. I had not heard that. Thank you for letting us know. I actually just saw a tweet from them about that today, and I I retweeted that earlier. Um, At one of their farewell shows, they're doing with the PDX Broadsides. Oh, cool. Out in, they're doing that in Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, they are from the uh, D.C., Washington, Baltimore area. 
which is ironic that like I used to be from that area and I never uh, ran into them because they were more DC than Baltimore and I was more Baltimore than DC. So I wish I'd run into them when I was out there. Sadly, it's amazing how that works, isn't it? <laughs> it is. All right, that's all the feedback we got. So let's get into our third song. This is by Joe J. Thomas. This is R2 Death Star. Remember that time near Alderaan, R2D2 plugged right in. With a beep and a boop, he shut down all them Death Star trashy bins. Long as he's got that S-Comp link, how's about he goes too far? He took control of the whole dang thing, he's R2 Death Star. Got a million crew, he's white and blue, the Empire's running scared. With a golden butt, a scruffy stud, and a wonky full of hair. That super laser's heating up, and it's blowed up and recharged. Just a little droid, but don't you toy with R2 Death Star. He blasted Emperor Palpatine, took out the Senate too. Vaporized Darth Vader and had a whole Sith barbecue. Them clones got fried and just for fun he went after Jar Jar. That tiny beeping trash can droid named R2 Death Star. Got a million crew, he's white and blue, the Empire's running scared. With a golden butt, a scruffy stud, and a wonky full of hair. That super laser's heating up, planets blowed up and recharged. Just a little droid, but don't you toy with R2 Death Star. Now y'all know the real story about how the Jedi won From a tiny droid tooling round with a planet-busting gun Whoa! So next time you're thinking about the Force, the light side, and the dark There weren't no Jedi won that war, twas R2 Death Star Got a million crew, he's white and blue, the Empire's running scared With a golden butt, a scruffy stud, and a wookie full of hair That super laser's heating up, and it's blowed up then recharged Just a little droid, but don't you toy with R2 Death Star He's a bit annoyed, that little droid, he's R2 Death Star I'm here with Joe J. Thomas. Welcome back, Joe. Hi. Good to be here. So tell us about R2 Death Star. Uh, well, um, I had the weird idea of, I remember the scene where R2 plugs into the Death Star and stops the trash bin. And I went, wait, doesn't R2 have the complete plans of the Death Star in his head? Why doesn't he just take control of the whole thing? And so that kind of led to the genesis for the song and then this song interestingly enough is um the second of a bunch of things it's the second time i've used uh grandma's feather bed by john denver okay my second star wars song because i did the obi-wan one Mm -hmm. and my my second animated star wars song with the same animator so oh cool yeah I've heard people talk about that that R2-D2 scene before. It was like, well, if he can control the Death Star, why doesn't he just stop the Empire right there and just, you know, <laughs> just break the Death Star, you know, sabotage it somehow. But no, all he does is save his friends and they're on their way. I figure, you know, the, all, of the, all of the stormtroopers and the crew, they all get their orders through the computer. So they're like, 
Huh. Well, it wants me to attack the Empire. I guess it's okay. It looks valid. <laughs> right? That's all it would take. Uh, you know? Like, what am I? I'm like a minimum wage employee grunt for the uh, for the Empire. What am I doing here? I'm just going to yep. do what they tell me. <laughs> and it wouldn't even be the first time if you go chronologically because the Order 66 from, uh, was that Revenge of the Sith? You know, basically the same thing. We're just turning sides again. It's same people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no. Attack them. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not the. I guess the evil usually doesn't have the brightest people underneath it. It's like, oh, let's put a couple of bright people at the top, and we'll put all the idiots below us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, boss. <laughs> so, 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 what uh, was yeah. the other song you parodied uh, with using the same John Denver song? Oh, uh, that was, uh, the, the anti-Trumpian one called Dotard Featherhead. Oh, okay. Okay. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I really like that song. And I was just, the, the idea for the R2 thing was in my head and I'm like, well, what song would I put it to? Oh, I like that one. That's a, you know, <laughs> uh, how about a nice jaunty song for blowing up the universe? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. That works. So, uh, the, the, tell us about the video that you have for this song. Oh, um, actually I worked with, uh, uh, an animator named K Wu and, um, I, I sent her the song and I said, we did a previous star Wars thing. What can you think of for this? And she said, how about we do it? Like, you know, somebody's got little, uh, paper figures on popsicle sticks. And that was the basis for the idea. And then she made curtains and then I found the, asbestos curtain for the background which shows up in the video mm -hmm. and I actually had like three people ask me about that they're like why does it say asbestos i said well because theaters used to have asbestos fire curtains and they were called safety curtains <laughs> and there's this gigantic chunk of asbestos that went up and down every time during the performance and you go oh <laughs> <laughs> so so that that used to be a that that was a meme before memes existed people like oh as asbestos that's the curtain at the theater yeah, so yeah <laughs> yeah the safety curtain yes the, yeah. the the safety curtain and so she had that idea and then i i dug through some other things where i was finding um like i found a green screen planet blowing up effect and then mm -hmm. she made like the regular planet and then the flip side of the thing was the planet blowing up so i just melded those two together his death star beam is like pieces of yarn yep <laughs> I, <saw that. laughs> I thought that was great it's very if you had popsicle sticks and paper you could probably make this video <laughs> i was wondering why you didn't because you could just print out these graphics and put them on popsicle sticks and yeah you know. yeah and then just do this yeah that would have been actually probably would have been faster but i'm too <laughs> I'm too much of a techno nerd and going, how do I make this tool do this? <laughs> I used uh, DaVinci Resolve, which is probably the largest project I've done on it yet. And it's uh, it's okay. good. It's just a little quirky in the interface. I've never used Resolve. I've heard about it. But I've never used it. It's nice. They, they, the free version actually does a ton of stuff. There was even There was even a guy, I watched a video the other day where he said, hey, Want to make some vector graphics, but don't have a vector graphic drawing program? Yes, you do. DaVinci Resolve has one built in. I'm like, 
wait, what? <laughs> and he, he drew like an entire vector graphic little cartoon figure. And he's like, there, now I can save this as a vector graphic and scale it and do all sorts of other things. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. So cool. Excellent. Tool. Yeah. So what else is going on with you? Um, well, uh, probably stuff you can't talk about. I know we're going to know the songs and and, and stuff. (laughs) And stuff I can't talk about. Yeah. I've got, I've got two things coming up that I can't talk about. And then another thing that I can't talk about. (laughs) So that's always fun interviewing voice actors. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, before, before I ever signed an NDA, it was much easier because I didn't know any better and I was just an idiot. And they're like, yeah, who cares if Joe talks? He's not, oh, wait, this project you probably shouldn't talk about. I'm like, <laughs> wait, a, a what? What am I signing? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> um, now they're all like that. And I'm like, yeah. okay. All right. Plus, I got to make sure they're not using my voice for an AI somewhere. <laughs> they probably are. You could probably figure that out. Yeah, they are. I, I will be uh, I will be artificially intelligent. I, I saw a great... Uh, Somebody came up with a this great little snippet video where they've got a guy and he's saying, Hi, I'm so and so and I'm I'm blah 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 and then partway through he says, And I'm not talking right now. I'm just doing this with my head. And literally they cut to another shot of him and his mouth is closed. And he's doing this with his and then a third guy comes in and says and now it's my voice coming out of this guy's mouth and his mouth's still, <laughs> still moving. And he said, but you want to hear his voice. So I'm going to talk and his voice is going to come out of his mouth, but he's still not talking. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's how it's just gotten very surreal. It's gotten very good. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They're doing some really cool stuff with it and kind of scary stuff too. Was, you know? Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. But that's uh, not what's going on with me that I can't not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Okay. So do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just the usual Joe's dump.com where any past and future music will be posted or uh, other things. And uh, watch for me in unknown, unknown, unnamed, unnameable projects. Well, when they become named, let us know and we'll give them a plug. I will. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a joke. Why can I not see myself? There we go. That was so weird. Oh, well. Uh, Teasing. Tomorrow's song is by Marion Rosen. And Tuesday's song is by Ookla the Mock. And I need a topic for this week's Spotify playlist. Ian, got any suggestions? Uh, well, uh, we've got the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Video games? Video, either video games or specifically Mario. There's tons of people who have songs that are specifically Mario. But video games in general could work. I mean, that awesome. includes uh, uh, Bone Cage's Di- a Double Dragon song and stuff like that. So, Yep. I will look. I'll see what Mario songs I can find. There's plenty by me. Unfortunately, Scooter Picnic's cover of the Mario rap is not on Spotify. Uh, Otherwise, I would recommend that. But uh, unless no, we didn't. No, because it was a cover, so we didn't put it on the thump. So okay, all right. Um, Ian, plug yourself one more time. 
Uh, you can get my music at insaneian.bandcamp.com. You can get merch with my name and stuff on it at insaneian.myspreadshop.com. That's M-Y-S-P-R-E-A-D-S-H-O-P.com. Uh, and, of course, you can help uh, me make more music videos and music and such at patreon.com slash insaneian. At youtube.com slash insane and also you can see stuff and subscribe and stuff. I'm at almost uh, 18,000 subs- I'm at 18,000 subscribers, almost 19,000 subscribers now. So Very nice. Moving up in the world. Yes. So close to almost being close to having one of those plaques. <laughs> All right. Oh, bandwidth, bandwidth, come on. Get back up. Back up. Luke, Luke, has, Luke has stepped away, so... Luke has stepped away. Um, Joe J. Thomas is at joesdump.com. I don't know where Daniel Eric Finkel is. Does he have a website? You can apparently get Eric Finkel's book, uh, or uh, Daniel Eric Finkel's book at amazon.com, or any other version of Amazon, depending on where you might be in the world, because Amazon goes everywhere. Yep, he is uh, but, at DanielEricFinkel.com, ironically enough. Yay. Good, convenient names are win. I like things that are easy to remember. I like things that are convenient. <laughs> Luke, right. come back so we can end the show! Luke! Luke! Like the, the, the end of the show is just us yelling for Luke to come back. Yeah. If he doesn't come back by the time it's time for him to say something, let's do that. Okay. All right. Here, so thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. Luke stepped Luke away. Luke is there somewhere. And there's Ian. And I'm Ian. It's me. I'm yeah. Ian. Hello. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org. And join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Ian, have Sarah make me some white chicken chili and send it to me, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm sick and I have COVID, and that means I get what I want. <laughs> <laughs>